You're uh, the all-American boy, a safety first Clyde. Are you trying to say something? I never try anything. I just do it. All right, if that's true, happy welcome to new Labour starting off anniversary. <laughs> Phil Marlon podcast. Uh, I'm Richard, that is Sarah, giving us a political history lesson about the Labour Party, mm. who have an election coming up, yeah. I guess. We're not talking about that. Um, also, that's the, it's the British one. It, yeah, so. it doesn't matter to us. Okay, yeah, well, it no does, because United Ireland might happen out of it. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Whatever. Look, films. It, it's been a while. The Oscars have come and gone since last we did this, so broadly speaking... The right people won, did they, Sarah? Did they not? I hmm. can't recall who won now. I know Moonlight won, which yeah. it should have, and obviously that I hilarious thought, guffaw. I, oh, yeah. Because I was about to say, I thought it was La La Land. That yeah, was very yeah. top of the satire yes. two months ago that we were doing here. Look at us. That's it. Uh, yeah, so since there is too much news to cover in the last two months, let's just not really do news because mm. we couldn't possibly cover all of it. And let's quickly mm. skim over some, some things that annoy or we noticed. Uh, James Cameron finally confirmed production is starting on Avatar 2 through 5 or is it through 2 through 6 I can't recall now 2020 I think is Avatar 2's release date and then they're going to be a year, yearly thing after that hmm. I do you remember the, for anything about the first one other than existing mm, no not really no um, but also that just sounds like the next one is going to be a really amazing visual thing and then after that they're just going to like chuck stuff at the screen for a couple mm, of years mm-hmm. for four years well apparently so an inside source that I a friend of a friend thing said that the reason it's slowing it's taking so long to get it made is because he's trying to use 360 something or other which <laughs> I assume is the next thing after IMAX but mm. presumably in my mind that means it's either VR glasses or like a wraparound 360 screen which Ooh. is massively impractical and I can't see many cinemas installing. Yeah. Like the thing with 3D back in 2010 was that, yeah, that's a feasible thing for every cinema to install and then they'll get use out of that. But no one's going to use a 360-degree wraparound screen mm. or pay for hundreds upon hundreds of viewer headsets for cinema goers. So if that's true, that's stupid, James. Don't do it. Mm. Also, just don't make these movies. Like, I know the first one is the highest grossing film of all time somehow, but no one cares. Name a single mm. character. Was Sigourney Weaver in that? I think she was. Mm. Uh, main guy was played by Sam Worthington. His career's really gone yeah, everywhere since. Yeah. <laughs> just don't do it. Like, no one wants... Make another term their movie instead. They're not quite as bad. Avatar. Uh... Speaking of films that shouldn't have made sequels as they have, Fast and the Furious is making all of the money. It it made it beat Star Wars for opening box office weekend. Did you hear that? Oh, it, okay. Force Awakens had, had the record for biggest opening box office of all time. Mm-hmm. Fast and Furious Eight beat that. Mm-hmm. Which just I don't know what that says about the modern world or culture or things, but that mm-hmm. is the reality we live in. Uh, but to that end, there is a spin-off coming starring Jason Statham and The Rock's characters. And honestly, I kind of really want that. Mm. <laughs> he just cut out, you know, the, the Tyrese Gibsons of this world, the Vin Diesels of this world. Mm. There's a decent, goofy action movie in there without the, the family and the barbecues. Yeah. Um, <laughs> she said I, very trepidatiously. Yeah. No, I mean, yeah, there's definitely something in there. I, I would enjoy if they never mentioned... Vin Diesel's character at all mm-hmm, they, mm-hmm. like because they do seem to like their continuity at least yes. to a certain degree so it, it would be good if they were just like yeah we've, just, we've known each other for 10 years we're <laughs> best friends we don't have another friend uh, let's drive cars 
Into, <laughs> into the sunset. Yeah. <laughs> but it seemed baffling because, I mean, the, the previous movie before this one, Vin Diesel, or uh, Statham's obviously the villain. So suddenly he's now just palling yeah. around with The Rock, who was his arch nemesis a movie ago. is just really yeah. weird. Well, our expert knowledge might mm. explain why when mm-hmm. we talk about we'll review that uh, later on. Curious, and then the other bit of uh, news that was amusing to us that Sarah brought up was that the film is not getting made, which <laughs> so rarely happens these days. So Alien, I think it was being called Alien 5, Five? just inverted yeah. commas, uh, which would have starred allegedly Sigourney Weaver and oh, Michael Bean, Michael Bain, the guy that was Hicks in Alien, Aliens. Okay. The male, sure. the, the guy that was the other like, yeah. male main character. Yeah, him. It's supposed to be both of them, but they would have used, I don't know, CGI to de-age them. Oh, okay. Well, you see, uh, and I kind of agree, like, that could go either Grand Moff Tarkin, or it could go, you know, the Marvel movies level de-aging, which is actually mm. weirdly good most of the time. Uh, yeah, so that was going to happen, and now it's not, I guess. Mm. <laughs> which makes sense, because it would have retconned two of the later not-very-good alien movies, but also Ridley Scott seems keen to just keep making these till he's dead which will probably be soon because he's old and he's planning I think f- three more of these after Covenant to bridge the gap that we all want to bridge between Prometheus and Alien 1 mm. so just Alien films Avatar films and Fast films till we're all dead I guess that's yeah. <laughs> Marvel will perish and it'll be those three franchises forever and ever yeah so yeah the future is either sequels or no, just no sequels, sequels. <laughs> <laughs> no sequels yeah endless prequels <laughs> Uh, so yeah so from one alien film not mm. happening to one alien film that did happen Sarah tell us about life yeah. not in the broad existential <laughs> sense but in the specific film starring people that we like maybe yeah um, yes well this is basically just a really bad version of alien and it's it's kind of really weird well I don't know is it really weird but it's just kind of bizarre that they thought releasing this at the same time or just before Covenant was a good idea because it's like just rude really more than anything but anyway i guess films don't mind being rude um <laughs> so Do they yeah. all go to dinner parties and just blank each other <laughs> and stuff know. like the, the the concept of a film I, I assume so i hope so but actually what's interesting i think is that the writers and directors no, no sorry writers were the directors and writers on uh, deadpool mm-hmm. i was trying to figure out basically the main cast is jake gyllenhaal uh, ryan reynolds and mm-hmm. rebecca ferguson and so spoilers but the one part of the movie that i do respect sort of is that ryan reynolds is the first to go and it's oh. pretty gross oh. um and i was trying to go like why this like i mean it's not unprecedented it was, felt kind of like scream or something yeah but i was like why and then it was like oh deadpool okay i i can kind of understand where this this is coming from so i did kind of like that he was the first to go but I also think it's it's also always the way that the like funny guy dies first. So I'm yeah. sort of like, well, let's get some merit, but I take away points as well. Is it like far into the movie he goes or like quite near the start? Quite near the start. Oh. Yeah. Like it's, it's definitely the first, I'd say it's the first act. Wow. Um, so yeah, I mean, it's not, that's kind of like the one thing I'd give them credit for. <laughs> and actually... There's a really, there's a really great moment. I, I, I'm talking about this like it's really good. Okay, <laughs> where basically the alien, ha- the, it's it's yeah, very similar to every other movie like this that they discover alien life. They bring it on board and they're like, we have to keep it, you know, in its self-contained 
booth and everything. But then, oh no, it gets out and Ryan Reynolds is kind of stuck in the wider room with it. Mm. He makes a break for the door. Jake Gyllenhaal's character slams the door and there's like a moment where they lock eyes. Ooh, is this... Is this going to be good? <laughs> um, Spoiler, it wasn't, I guess. <laughs> it wasn't. But then Jake Gyllenhaal's character just is just like the hero. Like, I thought it was going to be sort of like a bit of an examination of whether did he do it for mm. selfish reasons? Did he do it for super unselfish reasons? But it's like, mm, it doesn't really matter. Like, he, there's all sort of questions about why would people do what they do? It doesn't really matter because it's like, alien octopus thing chases people around for an hour spoilers <laughs> so so yeah not good um yeah, not i mean really. before it came out i remember people saying like it, it, there has to be a twist in it because the trailer gives away mm. well not everything but the trailer gives away that it's a very like typical not at all special alien invasion movie mm. except for the cast which are weirdly good so obviously jake Gyllenhaal being mm. the biggest draw i think just like why is he in this he doesn't need to do these kind of movies yeah yeah but there was no twist seemed to be the twist that it was just exactly yeah. as by the numbers as it looked and then there was that weird thing with the press tour when did you hear about this when someone spotted in the trailer some of the earth footage is reused from spider-man 3 oh, wow. and people realized that the two writers actually were working on a venom movie like, a couple of years ago like is this a backdoor venom film <laughs> and that was like i was like oh that's true that's actually amazing and i'm on board for this so that's like the, uh. the venom symbiote origin story it wasn't but mm. in the press store they were like maybe just because uh. they knew we'd get people to watch the movie so they were kind of pricks in that way but <laughs> i admire them just utilizing the internet's rampant fanboy speculation yeah. for their own box office game mm. so there was no post-credit scene where it landed on earth and tom holland got in a fight with it no no not, not, not that far but actually i was quite amused in the credits at the end um Spirit in the Sky starts playing. And oh, I was like, using oh, that song. Richard is going to be really annoyed when he hears this. <laughs> it was fine when Guardians did it the first time around. Suicide Squad, uh, pushing your luck. It's a bit used. And now another... Yeah. Stop space movies. We get it. Mm. Like, at least Suicide Squad was just mm. using it for no real reason. Oh, I guess it was a Portland in the Sky. Yeah, stop using it. Just, yeah. It's such an obvious song. <laughs> Ugh. So it wasn't in the movie itself, just in the credits. Just in the credits. That's yeah. not as bad okay that's good <laughs> give that a pass <laughs> fine uh, okay from one film that I know you hated to one film I know you probably mm. maybe liked and one I'm dying to see myself Mindhorn mm. yes did you see that yes. today was it or no um, I saw it at the press screening um, about two weeks ago now two weeks ago yeah oh, was, okay. yeah quite a quite a gap um, yeah it, this is hmm, that good sign a or a bad sign <laughs> oh I don't know there's Quite, it was just quite a gap in between a lot of films. Sometimes you, you get like a single day, some other times. I don't know. But, you know. Yeah, I suppose probably. Yeah, it depends on whether it's going to be a blockbuster success. Probably. Yeah. Anyway. Um, but yeah, this is Julian Barrett's kind of vehicle, and I mean that in the best way. Like he. You went very hard there. Vehicle. <laughs> yes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, this is his way of finally showing, like, the you know world of cinema that he is really, really awesome and. <laughs> He's just great. So Julian Barrett is, he's the actor who played Mindhorn, which was a detective in the 80s on, on the Isle of Man who had an uh, who had an eye amputated and replaced with a sort of orb that could see the truth. Of course. Yes. yes. And uh, so he enjoyed several years of success on the show <laughs> and is now, now in the present, a washed up actor who um, is called back to the Isle of Man when like a, a serial killer rings up saying that he'll 
he'll only talk to Mindhorn, so believing that Mindhorn is the real detective. So um, yeah, it's it's um, wacky. <laughs> you don't you can put that say. On, you can put that on a poster, <laughs> wacky. Um, <It's> ellipsis. <laughs> but um, but no, it's it's also got a, a great cast. Simon Farnaby plays Mindhorn's body double, and Simon Farnaby is in the Mighty Boosh. The Mighty Boosh have these like arch enemies who are the flighty Zeus and. Simon Farnaby is his inverse kind of yeah exactly on that show so here he's his body double so it's quite a quite a nice easter egg Mm. for um for Mighty Boosh fans there's other like um Steve Steve Coogan (laughs) is in it and yeah Russell Tobey there's lots of of great actors in there although it's the one thing I'd be a little bit disappointed about is that Steve Coogan's character kind of gets set up for stuff that never follows through which is a little bit disappointing but no, in general, it's just very funny. Yeah, I would recommend. Yeah, because it kind of came out of nowhere, didn't it? Like, I think no one had heard of this movie before, maybe a month ago, and then suddenly there were trailers and yeah. screenings, and it looked really good. I will say the trailer put me off slightly in that most of the jokes, at least they showed, seemed to be just him, like, poking his stomach and going, look how fat oh, yeah. I am. Like, <laughs> is this all the jokes you yeah. have, or is just saving the good ones of the movie? But. I mean, it's, aside from that, it did look good. <laughs> it's some of the jokes. <laughs> okay, as long as not all of the jokes, uh, that's probably yeah. fine. Yeah, no, I mean, it, it, uh, there's parts of it that fall a bit flat. Mm. Parts of it that are really, really funny. Like I think overall, it's um, it's more entertaining than not. That's good. Okay. So yeah, it is really like I know it's not based on any pre-existing property, but that it has the same rough structure as Alpha Papa does. Yeah, yeah, no, it it is kind of really strange, especially that Steve Coogan is in it. Yes. It's sort of like, did you not? And think that people might look at the two and go well we've kind of seen it like there was no reason that they had to do that structure either because as you say it's not based on anything or it's well, not see, it makes sense I think more so for this film than Alpha Papa because that movie I know when you're doing a movie or a TV show you have two choices either something like this or they go on holidays yeah, so like Alpha yeah. did the holiday thing kind <laughs> of this does, or Alpha Papa did this mm. So I guess you can't really give out to it for that, but it is bizarre. Though. Yeah, yeah. That was like about two years ago. No, more than that probably. Mm, yeah, but not not too not long that, ago. Yeah, either. Um, Julian Barrett, from from my money, like he should have been in movies long ago. Like he's <laughs> he's he's like one of my favorite actors. So in a way, it parallels his own life. Oh, that's sad. <laughs> <laughs> but I mean that in a. I know that is that's a really mean way of putting it. But you know, I kind of felt like it's kind of apt that mm. he's playing an actor who never kind of got his day in the sun like he should have do you feel that was intentional like definitely or just an unhappy coincidence i think there was probably an element of of it Uh, but i mean like honestly like julian if you're listening (laughs) (laughs) i love you (laughs) i mean i'm not implying that he's like washed up or that anyone thinks he is but um i think he's probably making fun of the fact that he's kind of Mm. you know getting on a little bit so basically you're saying it's it's his bird man essentially yeah i love it (laughs) but you know better I didn't like Birdman. <laughs> I haven't seen this yet, but I'll probably agree with you on that. I didn't like All Birdman right. that much either. Uh, okay, we're going to go back a little bit in time here because, mm. again, we've been away for a while. So this was probably the biggest movie of the year mm. pre-Blockbuster season. So Get Out, mm-hmm. which, oh man, I forgot all the names. <laughs> I know his name is Peel. Uh, Jordan? Jordan Peel. Yes. Got it. Uh, written, definitely directed by, written by him too? Uh, I think so. I think so too. Yes. Let's assume it was. Mm. <laughs> uh, again, this one kind of came out of nowhere. I remember seeing the trailer for this before, I think, Resident Evil. 
and not mm. being sure if it was a massively racist movie <laughs> or a movie that was in on the joke. Because the trailer, if you don't know, it's by like Jordan Peele, you know, it's going to be a sort of satire. If you think if you think it's a straight horror movie, it looks massively racist. Mm. Um, but of course, it's actually massively it's satire, and it's very good. Mm. It, like I think the weird thing is it became out to a lot of fanfare because it came out in America first and it had done the festival circuit and all that then it came out here about a month or two later and there was all these think pieces and it made so much money and everyone was like oh it's you know it's it's, it's an indictment of the, the middle class pseudo not racist mm. racism and I was expecting more of a like a thinking movie when I went to see it mm. I thought it would be very <laughs> I don't know European I guess is uh, a way of yeah. really wank really putting it but it is just a straight very funny horror yeah, movie like yeah. i didn't i didn't think there was many moments of actual horror in it like I, it was a horror kind of aesthetic but it was more mm. i think it was more straight comedy from my mind which is fine um but it's great like it's mm. really funny yeah and then also you know think pieces mm-hmm. uh i know you liked it a lot too yes. i've forgotten what i thought about it so you yeah. regale me your thoughts and that'll jog my memory because okay. <laughs> i haven't got notes on this one for some reason huh. um yeah no um i i I kind of found some of it was quite scary. I mean, maybe just... There's some shots definitely. The bit yeah. when he's like running at your mouth in the garden, yeah, that was yeah. really creepy. And actually that guy in general... I really unsettling, he, yeah. Yeah, because I actually think that his part, it's they're talking to the, the gardener, the groundskeeper, mm-hmm. I think it's the closest the movie gets to... I genuinely couldn't tell whether I was supposed to be laughing or like crying. <laughs> like it, he was such a... Um, just a bizarre character. Mm. Um, like, yeah, that... I kind of felt like, yeah, that moment was like, if you had to boil the movie down to a moment, that would be it. And actually, it was also nearly like a Key and Peele sketch in a way. Yeah. If it just had a punchline. That's very true. That would, yeah, that would go quite well. But it was also very funny. Like, the one line that stuck with me is when Chris, the the main guy, is is talking to his girlfriend's dad. And she says, um, sorry, he says that Obama was the best president in my lifetime. And Chris goes, I agree. And it's just like, I just love that line because it's just it's just kind of, I mean, it's not maybe the funniest, but it's just very clever. And like, it's kind of the only response you could give to yeah. someone saying something weird like that. Um, I would say if there's a weak link, it might be his his friend, the wacky psychic character. Like, admittedly, I laugh yeah. quite hard a lot of his bits, especially mm. to some of his absolute crazy rants about them kidnapping like black people to put them in sex cults and stuff. <laughs> like, it's really funny, but it also feels like, even for a satire that's meant to be comedic, it felt too broad it, or mm. something. I don't know. It didn't work with the horror stuff so much, yeah. uh, but I, I did really enjoy it. What were your thoughts on the like the reveal at the end? Because you kind of know something stupid's coming. Yeah, yeah. And then you finally get it. It wasn't as stupid as I thought it was going to be, yeah. but somehow it was stupid. I don't know. Um, yeah, it's yeah, good point. I, in a way, I think... I feel like it would be more... I was waiting for something more elaborate, maybe. Yeah, same, I think. It's very kind of... As you say, it is bizarre. It's kind of... In a way, it's too bizarre. But it's also very kind of... It's like a neat little package. Mm. No, um... Because it's so much set up to do with like the hypnotism and whatnot. But I was yeah. wondering if it's something to do with that. But then the way they're auctioning him off... And I guess we're doing spoilers. <laughs> uh, yeah, the reveal that it's, it's just a really simple brain surgery that's not really yeah. a brain surgery it's yeah. sort of transferring souls or like consciousnesses or something yeah, yeah it's... and actually I, I mean i think that possibly comes from the fact that the setup has been so elaborate because mm. like as my brother was pointing out there's really no need for them to go to all the rigmarole that they do be, yeah basically do what the brother does at yeah. the beginning of the film or maybe do it a little bit more subtly than drive around at night. But like <laughs> playing run rabbit run rabbit <laughs> yeah <laughs> basically friend 
a black person get them to your mansion and just like put them in the basement like you don't have to have mm-hmm. a big party and have a weekend where you're oh, I don't know I mean <laughs> well, although having said that I've also heard other arguments would sort of suggest well for one thing if you're that racist you're kind of oblivious to how stupid what you do is yes that's all true. but also I suppose just while I'm thinking it through possibly the whole you know have a big party invite all the neighbors around to see your new person mm-hmm. is possibly them vetting him I think it was <laughs> yeah because they mentioned at one point that the brother's tactic didn't work don't they didn't, near yeah, the end they say yeah. it didn't, I can't remember why they said it didn't work now but they definitely mentioned why it was a bad idea to just kidnap someone Mm. I guess because that's when they went looking for him. Cause yeah, yeah, yeah. The, I forgot all the character names. The friend knew that one character had gone missing, so <laughs> then they knew to look for him. Whereas mm. with Chris, he's with his girlfriend, so no one really bat an eye yeah, when he can yeah. come back. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, no, I think it was great. Uh, I really loved Actor Man playing the father, who was in yes. Cabin in the Woods. I can't think of his name. Um, is that uh, yeah, Bradley Whitford? That's the one. Yes, he's good. Um, yeah, I, I really like uh, Catherine Keener as well. Yeah, she, they're all great. Yeah, um, they're like really, really just good acting. Um, and actually, I did think that sort of the the relationship between Chris and Rose was maybe yeah. Let's let's. Hey, is Rose the the the, girl, the girlfriend? The girlfriend. Yeah. yeah, I think it was Rose. Um, like what uh, was the maid called then? She was Rose. Oh. Okay. Maybe not. I don't know. Okay, any the girlfriend, yes. Yeah. So anyway, <laughs> Probably because, Rose. but like, uh, oh yeah. Okay. Okay. By the end of the film, obviously, uh, you're not kind of really focusing on mm. um, a boyfriend girlfriend dynamic or anything like that. But I really like the way they showed how basically a white person can't really understand what it's like to be a black person. Like she's just sort of oblivious to all the stuff that he puts up with all the time. Yeah. Like, I feel like that's not something that we've seen in film before, really. Like. Probably not, no. I mean, okay, to be fair, I'm sure there's probably some yeah. great directors. But like mainstream. But mainstream, yeah. yes. If a white character is good and not racist, <laughs> they're normally like Quote heroes, unquote. you know? Like they, yeah. they're normally sort of all-knowing and just great, you know? <laughs> like there's no sort of nuance to the fact that like, maybe they're sympathetic, but maybe they don't actually understand what it means to be black in your everyday life. So yeah, I just really mm-hmm. like that. Yeah, me too. Um, I'll... I'm looking forward to seeing it again I think actually because mm. there was a lot of kind of hype the first time around um, but again I did laugh a lot probably more than most comedies I still think I wish it was scarier I know you were saying mm. you thought it was actually genuinely quite freaky um, bits of it definitely were but I think on the whole I guess it's kind of mm. like Cabin in the Woods like Cabin in the Woods yeah. I love it but I'm like it's not really scary enough <laughs> to be a horror film but it's mm, sure, yeah, yeah. so great but uh, yes Get Out was probably one of the best films of the year mm. so far yeah I agree Certainly better than Logan. Get that mm. later. Uh, next up again, a little bit back in time. Now, you haven't seen this one, but you said you can talk about it. Oh, so, yeah. <laughs> John Wick Chapter 2 or just 2? It's Chapter 2, isn't okay. it? Okay. So, first of all, John Wick 1. Uh, I didn't watch it for a long time because everyone was giving it such hype, saying it's the best action movie in years. Keanu Reeves is amazing. I'm like, yeah, is he though? It's pretty good, John Wick 1. Uh, I quite like it. I think the world building is incredible. It's a really interesting mm, universe they've made yeah, up. Yeah. Uh, Keanu Reeves isn't the best in it. He's fine. He's okay. He's better than he's been in a lot of things, but he's still not that believable as a cold-hearted <laughs> murder man. Like he's <laughs> like uh, like kind of physically very capable, and mm. for like a fifty-year-old man doing those stunts, incredible. But I still think his presence is just too dopey, and his his cadence is bad, and he's he's not intimidating. This is more mm. of than two than one, I think. But yes, one on the whole. Solid, if over long action movie, 
Willem Dafoe horribly underutilized. <laughs> uh, but yeah, great action scenes. What were your thoughts on one? Just quickly, uh, on two. Yeah, I don't. I, I think I liked it a bit more than you, maybe. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I hate making this argument, but I think that Keanu Reeves is sort of intentionally doing weird things with his <laughs> okay. cadence and his, you know. I, and I hate that making that argument because it worked for me. It didn't work mm. for you. Like that's just a value judgment. Yeah, I love the the world building. Like I thought that, like the whole. Oh, it was just great. Like yeah, what goes on in the hotel stays in the hotel. Kind of thing. <laughs> I thought that the action sequences were re- really good. Like mm. I, like I was just impressed to see like very ex- like extended shots. And um, there was pretty. I, I hear the second one kind of screws this up, but in the first one they use guns quite practically, quite realistically. I thought two didn't make that mistake because okay. he he keeps switching guns an awful lot when he runs out of ammo. So I felt like maybe there wasn't quite as much bullet counting. I think they fire a lot more bullets in two than one. Okay. Like one, like that club scene, mm. he has like, I think like three clips of ammo going in and he uses every single bullet and he's just using fist fights from there on. There mm. seems like a never-ending supply of guns available in two, but they do seem okay. to at least well, keep it going. Yeah, the sort of the criticism I heard about that was that um, you basically, you see every time he reloads rather than, yes, like as in just going for the overkill of the realism. If you want to call it, yeah, yeah, that. okay. Uh, but um, I, I really uh, enjoyed the first one. Um, so, the, I sort of the reason why I didn't see the second one mm. because I just I kind of didn't want that spoiled a bit. Did you see know. the trailers? I don't know. I actually okay. can't remember. Sorry. Because <laughs> the trailers, I didn't care about John Wick Two really at all either. And mm-hmm. then the, the trailers sold me because they just had this really weird tone to them where it was sort of self-aware about well, the first thing I self-aware too, I suppose, but more self-aware and just playing all these classic music pieces over but like techno infused and like obviously you got um uh what's morpheus's name morcus morpheus is morpheus oh um god damn it uh larry fishburne larry fishburne thank you um you obviously have him and ruby rose and ian mcshane like everyone the cast number two is much uh, okay. bigger and i don't know the trailers i think sold me but uh yeah john wick 2 i preferred it as an action movie but i think the bits that weren't action are much worse so mm. the world building still great still probably the best thing in it is the world building but this weird, it's like this is just some weird stuff like the fact that when they go to rome and they go to the roman version of the hotel there's still like a black receptionist oh okay. it's a woman so progressive but like are they just black receptionists everywhere that's awful um and then you've got stuff like you see the thing is the action scenes again are the main draw obviously and they're still great even if some of the things mm. you've heard probably aren't unfair criticisms I didn't mind it because like, the thing I liked about one was how video gamey it was mm. but in a way that couldn't be criticised like, anyway that's common criticism of the last 10 years oh that action scene is too video gamey mm. like the Avengers or whatever whereas this one is I think even more video gamey and yet people love mm. it for that reason I don't know why but yeah. I think it's great and two even more so where he's just there's so many people killed in two it's absolutely nonsense it's great though but the non-action scenes are some of the worst I've ever seen in my life. Mm. There's one scene in particular between Keanu Reeves and Common. I'm sure he has mm. a real human name, but if he's choosing <laughs> to use his rapper name in the credits, I'm yeah. using his rapper yeah. name. <laughs> and it is one of the worst scenes I've ever seen in my life. It goes mm. on for maybe at most two minutes. It felt like half an hour. It's the two of them sitting at a bar, and it's trying to be like a very old school scene of them like not saying much. So all they're saying is, you know that, yeah, but also that. Yeah, oh. but it's Keanu Reeves doing this and Common doing this, so it just it feels unending. And it's mm. oh, there's no there's no score. There's nothing but this damn holding glasses of scotch, just looking dead forward, just saying yep, yep. Oh, it's awful. Um, so that 
kind of crap. It's just terrible. Keanu Reeves, I think, is actually worse than this one, um, which maybe means he's better for your mind, <laughs> but I thought it was awful. Uh, everyone else is great. Ian McShane, in particular, I think is just brilliant. I could watch him. I think the third one might involve him more, it seems like, which okay. is good because he's great. Uh, I think a very good use of Ruby Rose. I quite like Ruby Rose, but I also think she's not the strongest actor and certainly right. hasn't got the strongest screen presence. But she's mute in this one, so it's all just her in sharp suits <laughs> with guns, and it's it's good. It works. Yeah, I heard a rather troubling um, commentary about the oh, yes. the two movies, which is, is like um, the second one was better because um, the girl was mute in the second one. <laughs> <laughs> Just like, oh. Was there a girl in the first one? Yeah, it was Adrian Pilecki. Oh, it was, yeah, I yeah. actually really liked her. I think she's great. She yeah. was really good in Agent S.H.I.E.L.D. as well. Um, yeah. There's not many things good in that show, but she's one of them. <laughs> uh, yes, what about her, actually? Um, yeah, that's a, <laughs> that's a fair worrying reading of it. <laughs> uh, but no dogs get killed, which is good, because like, mm. right near the start, he gets the second dog. He's like, don't, don't do the dog thing again, because they do a fake out with the dog thing again. Oh, right. Because his house gets blown up at the start of it, and the dog's mm. inside. You're like, for fu- don't, <laughs> and then they don't. Uh, but yeah it's good I do think it's weird that they clearly hadn't planned this to be more than one movie Yeah. and now they're trying to build this really deep mythology around it and the second one ends with basically the same ending as The Dark Knight Okay. like same shot almost and I was like that's yeah okay so the third one will be the last one probably unless it makes all of the money and they keep doing this forever uh, but yeah, I do think they need to be shorter I think but one and two mm. are overly long and yeah. they're overly long for similar reasons to Fast and the Furious which is I think they mistake people liking action scenes for liking the characters and I uh, don't think there's much to the John Wick character certainly yeah, not enough to carry yeah. on these movies the supporting cast I'd watch any of them except for Common just no <laughs> everyone else even Ruby Rose I'd watch a movie with her as a protagonist I guess who doesn't talk uh, yeah, it <laughs> she signs like yeah. there's, there's subtitles <laughs> um, like fancy titles like Sherlock-esque mm. ones um, but you know on balance quite good just less of the non-action scenes for me that sounds like a very dumb person thing to say like more guns <laughs> less talking but this one, the talking's that bad man I can't, I can't yeah. watch it what were your uh, what had you heard about it that was one thing that um, I'll credit my brother told me was for his money there was no reason to be on John Wick's side anymore like in the first one you're really sad because his his, his dog wife, died does his wife die his and wife his died, dogs. Yeah. yeah and so like and his out, car with the car yeah exactly so he's out to get okay obviously ridiculous over the top revenge but <laughs> I guess that's the that is the funny thing about the first one by the second one there's no re- you're not cheering for John Wick anymore he's just kind of murdering people and yeah there's, there's a, the thing about two is that they had to contrive a reason for him to come back because yeah. the very start of two is him getting his car back so if he's gotten his revenge he's mm-hmm. done and then that's when the world building comes in like they bring in this whole thing about this vow he made all these years ago mm. and that, that's been called in and all that shit and then the thing that he's asked to do is to kill this one mob boss lady and I feel like they do a bit of a, a, bit of a Macbeth with this one in that if you'd seen him kill her you would definitely have lost him with him. But then she knows that he's going to kill her, so she just kills herself, like, oh, in front of him, okay. just to go, well, you're John Wick, you're the best, so I'll just <laughs> save you the trouble, slice. Um, and then the rest of us is him running away from the vengeance of that, even though mm. it's the thing the person wanted him to do in the first... Anyway, it's it's a bit stupid. And I, I can understand why, yeah, you'd have no sympathy for him. But, like, even in one, it's hard to have sympathy for him because his dog died, but then the, the way everyone talks about him is, like, he's this legendary mass mm. killer he's basically the devil incarnate yeah that's a good point <laughs> so yeah that's a fair criticism uh, I think three will be a lot of him on the run with his dog mm. maybe Ian McShane will be there but yeah I don't know uh, it's not an unfair criticism so 
But I mean, when you're watching these massive murder movies, do you really don't care about the main character? I don't particularly. Yeah, I guess not. That would be uh, that would be a good new um, uh, genre movie, just murder movie. <laughs> Isn't that the most action movie? <laughs> Probably yes. It's called Kingsman. <laughs> Sequel's coming soon. Can't wait. Uh, yeah. So from that, tell us about Raw. Okay. Yeah. Which I meant to see and heard great things about, mm. but did not see. I don't think I'm like going against everyone's kind of general thoughts but mm. I didn't enjoy it as much as people did and I I feel sad that I did you know <laughs> like I think it's a really good movie I just didn't get sort of out of it what other people did it's a French Belgian movie so it's subtitled Ooh, <laughs> sorry <fancy. laughs> yeah it's about um this girl she's a, a vegetarian who's going to veterinary school her first week of hazing she's forced to eat a uh, a uh, it's a, a rabbit kidney and um after that she starts coming out in weird rashes and also really craving more raw meat mm-hmm. um so it sort of just spirals from there into cannibalism as it lots would of, <laughs> yeah lots of uh, gore and blood and fun it's actually i kind of felt a little bit sorry for it because i'd say it probably gets compared to the neon demon a lot and I kind of feel like Which I only watched last night for the first time. Oh yeah, you you have to I, t- I, talk about it actually. <laughs> did you like it? I haven't seen it, but I assume, oh, I, okay. assume <laughs> I will like hate it more than anything in the world. Just, well, from, just from the descriptions of it. See, I knew it was going to be quote unquote extreme cinema, but the first mm. hour nothing happens. Okay, it's just really pretty looking, but mm-hmm. nothing of substance. Keanu Reeves is actually in that one too, oh, yeah. really briefly, and he's really good in it. Ah. but he's not used very much. But he's really. He commits. This is why I think you might be right with the whole him putting on the dopey thing because mm-hmm. he's really quite menacing and as good as a sort mm. of sleazy motel owner. Uh, second half has the more cannibalistic overtones, but mm. even then, it's very so. It's not subtle, but it's not much of it. There's like there's one bit of someone like vomiting up an eyeball, and that's about it. Oh, okay. Uh, so it wasn't like that. <laughs> I think it's more it's extreme compared to what came before because everything else mm. is really kind of like clinical and cold and clean, and then suddenly it's like oh yeah. they're just eating models. <sighs> but from what I've heard about Raw, it's that it's. The opposite end, where it's just too much massively gross yeah, stuff. <laughs> yeah, probably. It is quite disgusting. I'm, I'm sure for people who know their sort of gore cinema, it probably... You've seen a fair bit of gore cinema, though. Not, not really. I mean, I wouldn't watch something like uh, Cannibal Holocaust or anything like that. That would just... Really? Yeah, I'm curious to see it. <laughs> it's so old and goofy, probably. Maybe. I don't know. I, I tried to see there's like a turtle scene. I couldn't watch oh, it. Oh, that's the one though. that's a real turtle though, isn't it? I think so, yeah. yeah I, don't I don't want see to see that. that. No, no. <laughs> the actual human killing, fine. The, yeah, yeah. <laughs> the live animals, no, no good. My thing about, sort of why I think I didn't enjoy the Raw quite as much because like it's it's kind of like they just try to pack loads of stuff in. Mm. And, not, and not even in terms of scenes of meat being eaten raw or anything like that. Yeah. But um, like it's just, it's kind of like they try to make it like a coming of age drama where just everything that goes in that category happens yeah it's just really kind of hard to know what you're supposed to take away from it in a way um, right. the first scene actually it had me a little bit even just that had me a little bit confused because first scene is uh, Justine is there with her family in a restaurant and she goes to the counter to, to ask for a vegetarian meal and they're like what we don't what we don't do you want you don't want to eat any meat and um so eventually they gave her like potato 
Right. And it's our mashed potato and there's like a lump of meat in it and she nearly gets sick <laughs> eating it. And um, they're all like, oh no, we should go and say something. But we do should we? I'm not sure if the movie's saying vegetarians are like... Inhuman? Well, yeah, maybe. I was kind of wondering, is it saying that vegetarians are like scapegoated and just looked down uh, okay. on in, mm. in the community? Or is it being a satire of that? Or like... Mm-hmm. It, uh, so it's... I mean, I don't know. <laughs> yeah. Um. So it kind of went on from there. Like, it's kind of just a movie that could kind of be interpreted in loads of ways, which isn't a bad thing, but it's just kind of, you come away from it being like, I'm not sure what that's saying. <laughs> yeah, that can be a negative, definitely. Because if it's not, if there's no clear thesis to it, then like, mm. what is the point? It's, very, it's well and good saying, oh, but it's open to interpretation. Yeah. But that smacks of, like, lazy filmmaking to me sometimes. Yeah, a little bit. Something which I think is a good summation is that like it probably will go down well in academia like there'll probably be loads of oh, one of those films <laughs> kind of yeah which is not to say it's not like not bad and that, yeah. not that there's not things to look into but like at the end you might come out of it just being like yeah that was a movie <laughs> um, but mm, you know okay. also I also enjoyed it and it was quite funny so right is it meant yeah. to be funny I th- yeah okay that's fine. yeah I'm pretty sure <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, no, it is very over the top. Like the the gore is kind of at least some of it is intentionally supposed to just be ri- ridiculous. So yeah, it's it's a mixed bag. <laughs> Did you come close to like actually puking at any point? No. Okay. <laughs> there is one really horrible scene, but I w- I wasn't feeling like I needed to get sick or anything. But you know, maybe some people might. Have you ever come close to getting sick in a cinema? I don't think so. I did once. Uh, I think it was Jackass 3D. Oh no, I wouldn't see Jackass. <laughs> I, no. <laughs> I, I I consider myself like quite a high threshold for this kind of stuff. I was, I, I'm always like people going, oh, it makes me feel so sick watching this horror. Like, no, it couldn't. But then there's been Jackass 3D where why am I talking about this? Where they get like a really fat guy in like a big plastic suit on a treadmill, and then he sweats a whole lot, and then they like ring it out into no. a guy's mouth, and just as he's go- yeah, no. <laughs> the way you just tend stuff, oh. I almost puked. I I actually had to hold my mouth. Oh god, I'm yeah. going to get sick in the cinema. Wow. <laughs> I saw the one beside me and I put her head to her knees and it was like, like she was crashing into a plane. It was intense. But you know, yeah. cinema can make you feel things. Jackass 3D <laughs> makes you feel things. I think yes. I've come across like, quite the Philistine here today. Like It's all <laughs> dumb action movies and talking about Jackass. Uh, and I got nothing better because yeah. next up it's Guardians of the Galaxy 2. Ooh. So you have not seen this yet. Uh, it's... I think we were talking about this before we started recording. Neither of us like the first one that much. Hmm. I think it's fine. I think... It surprised a lot of people, therefore got a lot of very good press and it's very well regarded in hindsight. It's fine. It's just a remake of Avengers, but in mm. space with, I think, a less likable cast on the whole. Certainly less likable writing. I think the weak link for me in both one and still in two is Chris Pratt. Not in his performance necessarily. It's more how he's written. I think Star-Lord slash Peter Quill is just genuinely insufferable and the film as a whole marks its tone based on him so it mm. comes across really yeah. smug and like everyone loves the first movie i think the first half it's boring mm. like i genuinely hate that opening dance number <laughs> like the opening credits bit it's mm. the first time i saw it I was like this isn't actually happening like, this is really cringy and terrible and i don't know this character so there's no reason yeah, to be invested yeah. in this it's mm. just awkward and weird and bad and even like rewatching the film I watched it again last week, 14 the new one, and I'm like, no, I still think this is awful. Like, this mm. is a crap opener. It's 
it's just so cringy. I don't know. It's 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 smacks of so yeah. we. If that was like the third movie in the franchise, that'd be fine. Um, but yeah, I think once the characters are all together, it's good, and that's why two on the whole, I think I prefer to one because there's no origin story. There's no let's get the team together. It's just they're all here, so we can do character stuff. Good. Uh, the jokes on the whole better but with the same problem of half of them well, not half that's not fair maybe two thirds land one third don't most ones that don't land I think are Chris Pratt lines again Chris Pratt's great I love mm. Chris Pratt but that writing not the best similarly Drax it's a one note joke and Dave Batista sells the hell out of it but you can only sell it so much before him telling women they're disgusting starts being funny hang on which character is this? Uh, Drax the big grey literal one Okay, the one who hugs him in the yes, first... yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay, in a scene that I don't think's in the movie. Oh, okay. They keep doing that, Marvel. Um, <laughs> yeah, for me, the the Baby Groot thing also. Baby Groot obviously is just there, exists to sell plush mm. toys and figurines mm. and iPhone cases, and there is too much, too much of the look how cute it is. Like, mm. I stop, please stop. Yeah. By the end, that said, tonally it's much darker than the first one, but in a way that it doesn't. Uh, address so there is a the best joke in the movie for me that I laughed the hardest at involves a severed thumb and the implication mm. of Baby Groot cutting that off from someone not knowing what he was doing it's just it's delivered to you it's really funny but also <laughs> it's a severed thumb like it's, it's fucked off uh, mm. and similarly there's a bit when Rocket and Yondu are just massacring literally hundreds of people to a bit of John D70's pop because that's the soundtrack mm. always is and it's just Kingsman. It's the same as Kingsman, except Kingsman was trying to make you go like, like uncomfortable at the idea of enjoying mm. seeing all those heads explode to the tune of Land of Hope and Glory. Whereas this one's just like, here's the current scene, and no one seems to stop and go, you just killed literally <laughs> hundreds of people that were like your allies two scenes ago. Wow. This is dark, but no one seems to care. Whatever. I will say what's impressive about it is they managed to find a character for Nebula, which is Karen Gillan's character. Because in the first one, she's there, and I think she was only there because Karen Gillan was playing her. Okay. She has nothing to do in the first movie. I think she was supposed to be killed off originally, and they went, ah, people like Karen Gillan, let's leave her in. And good, because they made her a really compelling, interesting character with a very kind of tragic backstory that makes all of her actions previously seem justified, or maybe not justified, but sort of understandable. Okay. And... I, I don't know how they did it, but they managed to make Thanos both a credible threat and a more well-rounded character, despite him not being in the film and just having mm. people talk about him. Okay. So I'm not sure what that says about Josh Brolin, but <laughs> he was more formidable for not being in it than being in a big chair smiling. Uh, but yeah, on the whole, it's pretty good. Um, I was surprised how much I enjoyed it because, again, didn't like the person very much. Mm. It's probably in the top five marvel movies for me i think okay. like yeah, i genuinely liked uh -huh. it a lot more than hollywood um but i still think i'm getting severe marvel fatigue i kind of mm. want them to just stop yeah, yeah. <laughs> especially this one like, i know they're doing a third one and kevin feige's all oh this will be the the start of phase four will be the third one and it'll, it'll give us the next 10 years of marvel movies I'm like I, yeah should it though mm. i think this joke is on its course of 70s pop in space yeah and just wacky characters being glib about you know serious things like that joke uh, yeah I go see it though <laughs> statistically you already have it's already made <laughs> hundreds of millions but yes. yeah it's fine mm. it's good it's pretty good enjoyed it uh, yeah on from Sweet. Guardians Sarah tell us about a real film The Transfiguration oh yes um, or just Transfiguration 
It's the, yeah, the, the transfiguration. transfiguration. This has a lot of murder in it too. So Good, it's excellent. Not, you know, it's it's. Fine. Is this a vampire film or something like a yeah, vampire? Yeah, I don't I, really know what this is. I've heard like the vaguest of details yeah, about it. It's very good. Um, right. But that the thing about it is, it is about this kid who might be a vampire, but might just be a serial, like just Ooh. might be sort of not right in the head. I like that. It's it's really interesting. It's by first time director as well. Actually, there's a lot of really good horror movies coming from mm. first time directors so that's a good sign so he'll be on Jurassic World 3 by next month probably yes or hand out a Marvel movie or a Star Wars uh, yeah he probably will <laughs> <laughs> yeah I think he's actually set to direct uh, Alien 6 really no <laughs> <laughs> but you know if uh, maybe maybe yeah, we'll see. <laughs> no. Scott's not letting that baby oh, go on, no. update oh it's not going to be made no <laughs> um. ooh that, those aliens <laughs> yeah so it's about um, this kid who got a pretty rough life. Like he saw his mum kill herself. He saw uh, his his brother was like in Iraq or some did not quite mention, but a war and mm-hmm. he's like pretty much emotionally crippled since then. And, and he's the only one like trying to pay the bills and everything. See, that's the thing. He, he kills people and steals their money, but does he also drink their blood? Mm. <laughs> is kind of the, the the question and then his sort of world gets turned upside down when a nice girl um starts living in a like upstairs apartment and then he, it sounds a lot more trite than it is <laughs> but basically he sort of starts to question does he want to be a vampire or does he want to so he's a vampire, not be a vampire? <laughs> well his obsession is to find a realistic vampire. Like he spends his time watching mo- like old movies and re- like reading vampire yeah. literature and he's basically wants to find like the most realistic vampire he can. But then the thing is like maybe he is that already. <laughs> okay, that's really weird. <laughs> yeah, no it is it is it's really really weird. And the the movie it's so good at like mixing like horror and realism. It's like genuinely quite hard to figure out at times like are things actually happening or not? Like it's, hmm. it's yeah, it's it's really really good. <laughs> and um, it sounds kind of like um, what was the one before Christmas called? I am not a serial killer. Yeah, sounds like kind of like that, but the version of it that I was saying to you, whereby there was no monster and it was all just in his yeah. head. So, okay, yeah, actually, it is kind of a bit like that. That might be good to like see a double bill of them. Um, this real bleak cinema. Yeah. <laughs> But, that also used Spirit in the Sky. God yeah, damn it. Yeah. I knew there was another one somewhere. Okay, that, no, go on. Um, that's kind of it. Like, I don't really want to say too much more because, like, I suppose unlike big giant blockbusters, probably not a lot of people are going to see the transfiguration. Mm. So go and see it, please. I think it's only on in the IFI, actually. Probably. So please go and see it. <laughs> it's just very, very Good. terrifying and great. That's, yeah. Excellent. Right. I'll try and track it down. Um mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, okay, now we'll do Fate of the Furious. Sorry, mm. Fast and the Furious 8 for us European <laughs> viewers, The Fate of the Furious in America, which is a much better title because it's really funny and stupid. Though I still feel they should have made like it F8 of the Furious, mm. like Fate, like yeah, Tech Speak, that would have made a lot more sense. Yeah. I don't get why they changed the name because usually it's the European market that gets the, the, the fancy names and yeah. the Americans get the stupid numbered names. I don't know. But anyway, so this is the eighth film. Who thought we'd be saying that in the mm. Fast and the Furious franchise? That had the biggest opening of all time. <sighs> um, so yes, yeah, Sarah, you're saying you've seen 
the third one? I've seen the third one. And that's it. <laughs> that, yes. Okay, I've seen the first two, like a million, I can't remember them at all. Then I saw five, six, and seven. And mm-hmm. I think this one, more than the rest of them, is definitely geared towards a Marvel-style fan base of these yeah. films. In that there's so many, like, I can't even remember most of those movies. And yeah, mm-hmm. there's so many little continuity nods. Mm-hmm. They tried surprisingly yeah. hard to make this all tie in together. Yeah. Again, we're going to full spoilers this one. Near the end, um, Luke Evans' character shows up oh, from yeah. the fifth, sixth one, I think he was the villain in. Who's obviously Jason Statham's brother, and they're just palling around with guns. And he's, he's there for a scene, he's gone. Yeah. They keep mentioning like the MacGuffins in the last two movies, and they do a weird Spectre esque Blowfelt was always here thing with Charlie Theron's character, where she bought, she was actually the main villain of all the movies so far. And mm. someone cares about this stuff, and that worries me. Like, someone. Yeah. Can't think, wow. Uh, but basically, the plot is Vin Diesel is Vin Diesel, aka, AKA Car Jesus. Uh, how did you find that opening scene? Because I thought it was one of the worst things I've ever seen in my life. Yeah, I mean, it it was atrocious, but yep. I did kind of love it. I kind of loved it, except for the fact that I know that there was no winking and nodding there. That was meant yeah. to be played straight. Yeah, if I yeah, knew yeah. that was a joke, was, mm. okay, to so describe it to people, basically, he gets into a race with a bad man in Cuba <laughs> because the bad man doesn't respect family or honor. So Vin Diesel races him in a car that's on fire and then ramps the car into the ocean upon which he's immediately surrounded by small children <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> for no reason i don't know where they all came yeah. from um and then the bad man learns the error of his ways because vin diesel is car jesus and comes back later on in some flashback mm-hmm. i can't remember he came back later on somewhere that's the opening and then charlie saran shows up and she's a bad woman you know that because she's a white woman with dreadlocks <laughs> and talks about hacking and stuff and then ugh, the plot doesn't matter the point is this movie costs a lot of money and it looks like it costs a lot of money Mm. and i think it's genuinely some of the most batshit crazy mm. spectacular action i've ever seen like that bit that my, my personal favorite bit is when charlie's theron's character cypher i think her name mm. was because you know hacking oh man yeah. <laughs> cypher um she needs to capture the russian defense minister so her plan is to just drop dozens upon yeah. dozens of cars around his car so his <laughs> car can't move and most of that was practical not even cgi they just dropped a fuck ton of cars mm. in a car park it's amazing like uh, uh, <laughs> hundreds of millions of dollars are spent on this and it's made it it's made a billion dollars already mm. like i don't know what this means for culture or humankind i'm kind of glad it exists but mm. also saddened that i paid money for it and encouraged <laughs> mm. it but want to see more yeah uh, having not seen the previous like two or three where none of the character dynamics make sense and i'm sure the reference about the people have died and come back from the dead and stuff mm. what did you think of any of this yeah, well, actually, you were you were saying there that it was kind of like really geared for a, for a Marvel audience. What I was confused about it was like, why are they saving the world? Like, I thought they just they <laughs> like, DVD players and stuff. Well, yeah, I mean, I thought that they drove cars bravely and like yes, I thought they were supposed to be antiheroes, and I know they still kind of were, mm-hmm. but they were way more Guardians of the Galaxy than they were. And Curtis and those movies too. <laughs> Uh, no, yes, I think that's a confusion a lot of people had because uh, I think the first two are obviously just regular small-time movies. Mm. The third one's a new cast, which mm-hmm. I haven't seen, but you've seen. And then four is when the reboot kind of happened and they're just meant to be like Robin Hood figures on the uh, road. Okay. So they're, they're still they're still car people doing the car heists, but they're doing it for Good money reasons. for the family. And then okay. the fifth one is when they're like, for some reason they need to do a really big bank heist in Rio. I can't remember why. <laughs> and then the rocks in that one because he's like an fbi guy trying to hunt them mm. down 
and then six is when they became stupid and then six is I think for some reason the rock just goes you know what let's get that team of crazy car drivers to help me save the world <laughs> in this spy movie I'm currently in and then seven onwards is just the rock is their friend and they're just mm. now an international elite spy ring okay. for reasons yeah. the next one will probably be in space I can't yeah. wait yeah. Uh, but yes I can understand the confusion if you saw just the third one and then suddenly they were just being hired by the government <laughs> to save yeah. the world from yeah. hackers <laughs> yeah I did Climbed love. The ladder, career ladder yeah, they right. definitely did through their eight films and <laughs> billions of dollars in grosses. I did love that Kurt Russell's character, or Kurt Russell really, just <laughs> knew he was in a movie and did yeah. not give a fuck. So the point when he's like, "It's great that thing you're putting up. That's our building." Wall explodes. He doesn't care. Yeah. He knows he's in a movie and he does. There's no stakes for him. <laughs> Wonderful. Helen Mirren. I knew she was in it. Oh. I was so happy. Her <laughs> accent is woeful. I, I've never heard an actual British person do that bad of a yeah, like home yeah. accent. But Helen Mirren, a cockney, is not. Mm. Amazing though. Wonderful. Great. I love that her entire dynamic was just, hey, Jason Statham, my son. Yeah. Play nice with your brother, my other son. You two previous villain, villains in this franchise. Be nice. And then Jason Statham rescues a baby off a plane. Yeah. Oh. It is magical. It was wonderful. <laughs> it actually felt that to me felt very Kingsman. That yes. part, I feel like yes, that, definitely they could bring that back for <laughs> the next Kingsman movie. Uh, if I had one criticism, I have several, I have a lot of criticism. criticism. Sorry, I meant there's a long list, but the main one in capital letters is Tyrese Gibson, who is the most insufferable human being alive. I made the joke on Facebook that never have I wanted because obviously Paul Walker died in real mm, life. Yeah, yeah, yeah. During the last one's mm. filming, he couldn't come back because he's dead. Never have I wanted an actor to die in real life so his character couldn't come back in preview. Because oh. Tyrese Gibson was just the worst. If you don't recall who that was, that was the one that made all the really shitty jokes mm, about how big I his dick was so, and stuff. Yes. yes. <laughs> oh, God. Yeah. Like, the rest of them, because I think Ludacris, uh, the, mm. the, the, the rapper Ludacris, mm. was the other hacker fellow. Mm-hmm. Not the lady hacker. No. The, the guy not, hacker. Not Melisande. No, no. Y- Sandy. Yes, Sunday? her. Yeah. Yes. Um, <laughs> not her. Her friend, hacker man. <laughs> He's fine. Like, he's also a rapper come actor. I presume Tyrese oh, yeah. Gibson must have been a rapper or just a shitty comedy person. I don't know. Um, but all the other characters are fine. Even Vin mm. Diesel and his Car Jesus act. You can just about get... If he'd stop saying family for five <laughs> seconds, it'd be nice. And every one of these ends with a barbecue. Every single oh, one of these ends okay. with a big family barbecue. <laughs> and a voiceover from Vin Diesel saying, family, wow. man, family. <laughs> um, but yeah, Tyrese Gibson is a sore thumb... Was it, I, I would say horrendously unfunny, but I saw this in a packed Friday evening screening, and every single joke he made got mm. a, a raucous wave of laughter from yeah, the plebs around me, and I wanted to <laughs> die inside knowing that I had funded this partially myself. Hey, you know you're you're sounding far more elite already. It's fine. <laughs> That's the goal. <laughs> I'm above all you people, except when his cars fall from the sky because <laughs> Charlie's Theron has a magic army of zombie cars. Mm. She's great, though. I just love Charlize Theron. I'm glad she's in things. Mm. She, She's actually, I think, a decent enough villain presence. Like, she's mm-hmm. not given great material to work with, but she's she sells it. Yeah. She doesn't was, crack wise much. She's I good. I just kind of immediately reminded of um, Snow White and the Huntsman. Like, that, I suppose, that Oh, I loved her in that. Sense. She's much wackier in that, though. Like, Probably, that's far more yeah, over the top. Yeah. Um, I also did love that she was targeting individuals with nuclear weapons. That was just, that was Yes, great. there's a fun question. What do you think her villain plan was? Because I've had debates about this. Uh, yeah. 
Because she I'm, sits down with Vin Diesel and explains her whole philosophy at one point, and it's really unclear uh, what yeah. her goals are. So, what do you think mm. her goals were? Like, I honestly haven't given it a lot of thought. Um, <laughs> I mean, was it just Get general world? Yeah, just like. I will have all the power and no one else will have any of the power. I, I don't know. Yeah, what, that's basically it, I but, think. But, yeah, but I would like to hear more about what the specifics well, were. I assumed it was that she was trying to take the whole anonymous hacker collective oh, logic yeah. to its <laughs> end point, whereby the, the idea of anonymous is like they're the, the fifth estate now. Like they're the kind of the mm. check against governments and corruption and whatnot because they can be anywhere and everyone. It seemed like her plan was, I'm going to get nuclear warheads mm-hmm. and then fire a nuclear warhead. <laughs> and then they'll know I'm serious about nuclear warheads. And then they won't fire nuclear warheads because <laughs> I had nuclear warheads. Mm. I was like, okay, that's <laughs> sort of stupid. Like, you're a mm. nuclear deterrent deterrent. Mm-hmm. Seemed to be her plan. Um, sure, whatever. The point is, she didn't die. Back for a sequel. Mm, Can't wait. Yeah. Hopefully she'll take over the moon. I don't know. <laughs> and I want to see Helen Mirren fight the rock at some point. Mm. That would make my oh, life. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, the rock is great, though. Like, I, I, I understand now people are like, the rock is the new Channing Tatum, I guess. <laughs> Everyone just likes him. <laughs> I didn't much care for the opening bit of him teaching the hacker to small mm. girls, but it was he just about gets away with it and yeah, almost yeah. makes it work. Yeah, he is very, very likable. He is. I look mm. forward to his spin-off movie, Jason mm. Statham, yeah. where they just, I don't know what they do, yeah. uh, just not have Vin Diesel around, which makes me happy because mm. no more Car Jesus or family speeches. <laughs> Ooh. Actually, I also like that this, my theory is that Fast and the Furious 8 mm-hmm. took place in a Purge universe. Because I love oh, the fact yes. that there was just a giant pendulum that was like just prepared <laughs> to like smack thousands of cars and uh, yeah, thousands yeah, of yeah. people out of existence. <laughs> just like, like what? How did that happen? He's car Jesus, man. He just <laughs> yeah, he turns water into Corona and, <laughs> and fishes into racking balls for cars. <laughs> uh, the theory I've heard that I quite like is that this is the precursor to the Fury Road universe. It makes okay. a lot of sense yeah. that the, the car obsessive culture continued into a weird mm-hmm. godlike thing. And I guess Charlie's Theron is still playing Furiosa yeah. just in the future. Mm-hmm. Uh, I feel like that. Which makes maybe Vin Diesel is Immortan Joe? I don't know. Mm. Or The Rock. It's mm. hard. It's unclear. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but yeah, Fast and Furious, don't. I'd rarely say this, but do torrent it. Please pirate <laughs> it. Don't give it any money because it's already made a billion dollars, but mm. do see it. it Skip every scene where there's dialogue. You don't need mm-hmm. it. You don't need it. Get to the point where they're just chasing a submarine and the rock is altering the trajectory of torpedoes with his, his pure manly muscles. <laughs> uh, it's, it's quite spectacular. Ah, so, uh, Fast and Furious. From that, I might quickly review very off the end of the spectrum Free Fire, which is yeah. the latest Ben Wheatley movie. Starring an all-star cast of Killian Murphy, Brie Larson, uh, Army Hammer, Michael Smiley, South African guy whose name I can never want to try and pronounce because you know who I mean, the guy from District 9. Oh, okay. Yes. And who's in lots of other things. I've I've actually forgotten his name now, but I also know there's a name I can't pronounce. Shoulder Copley? Shoulder Copley. Go with that. Uh, Basically, the idea is it's the 70s. Uh, there's a arms deal going down in the warehouse. Obviously, there's some kerfuffles and mix-ups, and then suddenly it's just 90 minutes of all these characters with various degrees of minor injuries just crawling around a dirty warehouse shooting at each other. Hmm. It's great. It's really good. Uh, ben Wheatley obviously has made quite a... For some, he's made like so few films, quite a diverse set of things. Obviously, Kill List, and then they have like High Rise last year, and what was this comedy one? Sightseers? 
sounds right, yeah. Yeah. Um, there's another one there somewhere. But uh, this is probably his, his closest, broadest comedic one. It's quite gory in places, but by and large, you are here for just a lot of really good actors giving really good performances. Uh, quite a good 70s soundtrack, which isn't thrown in your throat a la Guardians. Brie Larson is probably the standout for me. I think she's always great in everything, but she's a delight here. Michael Smiley initially shows up and I was terrified he'd try and do an American accent, but thankfully he did not. He mm. kept his heavy Northern Irish twang because him and Killian Murphy are buying guns for the Ra yeah. from a South African, I guess, in New York. It, it, it doesn't matter. Um, there's not much to say about it. Like, it is just 90 minutes of a shootout and people shouting at each other and screaming mm. and crying. And actually our old friend Jack Rayner, giant yeah. baby man himself, <laughs> is in this one. And this is probably the most likable I ever found him. He doesn't oh, yeah. look like himself. He had a big, awful, like, neck beard and wig and glasses. Has a pretty convincing Boston accent. I think he was from Boston. Certainly American. Um, yeah, good Jack Rayner use. Better than... What was the baby what? one? Was it Macbeth? Where yeah, he was a giant was... baby man on a horse? Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> <laughs> What's he in next, actually? I feel like he's been in the cast in something big. Know. He's not on the new Transformers, I don't think. Mm, Only the last yeah, time. that seemed like quite a snub. <laughs> was it? <laughs> oh, I don't know, but... Like, is being left out of Transformers yeah, ever a maybe not. <laughs> maybe he'll be in Fast 9. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> he needs to shave his head again. Yeah, if you're, if you're a male character, you must be bald. Yes. It's just a lot of oiled up bald men in cars. <laughs> <laughs> and like two women. Anyway. <laughs> so yeah, Free Fire. Uh, massive thumbs up. Go see it. If it's not already gone, which it might be. But if it is, it'll probably be on DVD in a month. So mm. yeah good times and I think we'll end on if there's nothing else you want to talk about yeah, yeah good to go uh, back to our Richard and Sarah are too cool of a superhero movies mm. Logan which got a lot of very positive press I've heard comparisons to The Dark Knight I've heard people saying it should be up for best picture uh, things like that I'm stalling so I'm trying to find my notes <laughs> on Logan and I know they're here yeah. somewhere and there they are hey. Logan uh, so this is the final outing allegedly for Hugh Jackman mm. um, aka Hugh Jackson as he's known around some parts it's hmm which continuity is it in <laughs> that's the, the primary yeah. question so it doesn't matter is the point <laughs> I think James Mangold said as much it doesn't matter what continuity it's in it's just it's the end of Logan it's the end of Patrick Stewart as Presser X so, story is, it's basically, as Crash pointed out, Children of Men, but worse, it's plot point for plot point, just Children <laughs> of Men. Yes. Uh, I didn't hate it, but I don't understand quite the love it's getting. Mainly mm. because, first of all, I take massive umbrage with the Dark Knight comparison, because I love the Dark Knight. Like, I don't love Christopher Nolan that much anymore. Mm-hmm. But I think Dark Knight is like one of his like three genuinely really great movies. Mm-hmm. The Dark Knight is great because it's a good Batman movie. Well, it's an okay Batman movie, but it's a really good just movie mm-hmm. that looks phenomenal, does a lot of good, interesting visual things, has a nice, interesting kind of thematic depth to it, a lot of kind of interesting questions and morality and blah, blah, blah. Logan is just two hours of Hugh Jackman screaming mm-hmm. and stabbing people while swearing. Like Literally the first word of the movie is fuck. And it seems they got their O rating and went... Swearing and blood, mm. that's what maturity means. And I was like, eh, no. Yeah. Uh, Patrick Stewart almost saves it because he's really good mm, and it's yeah. kind of sad seeing him being all old and frail and mm. losing his mind. But my question for you is, and spoilers, mm. did you feel anything when he died? 
Not really, no. no. <laughs> because we've technically already seen him die in his franchise. Yeah, he got yeah. blown up the last time. Yeah. And um, I mean, well, just as people were saying as well, that is kind of pretty much what you expect to happen. I exactly. Mean, like, yeah. Know, like, There's no surprise there. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and people are saying like, oh, I, I don't cry at movies, but I cry at the end. No. Yeah. Oh, also, another mm-hmm. reason I didn't feel sorry or anything very much when he died was... Well, he, like, essentially... Caused all their deaths. Caused the death yes. of everyone else. So, <laughs> yeah, like, eh, I mean, yeah, maybe he's, like, senile, but, mm, yeah. Yeah, if he hadn't been like, oh, one last family <laughs> meal would be nice, that yeah. family wouldn't have died. Uh, yeah, he wouldn't exactly. have died. <laughs> well, yet. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, like, that, that particular point in the movie is when it really, really annoyed me because they bring in this wholesome black family. Mm. This has been a very racially charged podcast, I feel, so far. <laughs> This wholesome black family who are the nice people on earth. And I was mm. like, oh, don't kill them all tragically. Please don't do this. <laughs> and as they arrive back at their house for a nice family dinner, um, like you see all these cars in the distance driving up the hill. Like, oh, no, here comes Richard. Gra- Richard E. Grant. Richard E. Grant, thank you. Um, <laughs> so you're talking about yourself for a minute. I was a little worried. <laughs> your eyes are going to look very perplexing. You know? <laughs> Richard E. Grant. Uh, he's like, oh, no, here he comes with his army of bad men again. Mm. But no, it's just local rednecks who Hugh Jackman punches so they stop being rednecks. And then it's all good. But oh, no, fake out. There's a second Wolverine that's bad. And Hugh Jackman or Richard E. Grant is there and he murders the entire mm. family. And Patrick Stewart. I was like, that's, yeah. you've lost me now, movie. Mm. Well done. I just, I don't care now because <laughs> that was the lowest sanctuary you could have done. Yeah. And they basically screamed like, we'll be killed in five, four, mm. three. Aside from that, the action is okay. It's very flat in places. Mm. I think the open, the first time you see X-23, like, let loose, it's incredible. Like, seeing a small child, it has that kind of yeah. kick-ass one, hit mm. girl glee, where, like, seeing the small child just covered in like caked in blood yeah, yeah. decapitating dudes and just like m- cutting your way through many large men mm. very entertaining it's good but by the end like the last action scene where it's all these kids just yeah. murdering people I was like I'm <laughs> kind of bored want to go home now this has been like oh, it's over two hours yeah, easily yeah. didn't need to be no and there's just nothing to it like there's no real I hate saying this about a comic movie there's no real thematic value to it. <laughs> but there isn't. It's just like yeah. getting old is hard. Got to teach the kids the next generation to be good. And mm. I was like, okay, that's a very broad thesis, but sure. Yeah. All right. But the thing is, about people saying like it'll get best, or it should get Best Picture nomination, it's the exact kind of film that would. Mm. It's overly yeah. long. It's it's very much just doing a stylistic thing that's harking back to an older type of filmmaking, yeah. which brings nothing to it, but just yeah. uses it. When you when you literally show parts of the movie that you're trying to allude yes. to, the shame probably, scene, you mean? Y- yes, yes, you have probably lost me. <laughs> Basically, like yeah, that was. <laughs> I actually laugh at that bit because they're in a hotel room and X twenty three Laura, their name Laura. I think. Yeah, uh, Patrick Stewart, Professor X, is showing Laura a movie, and this is the first movie she's ever seen, and mm. it's the old western Shane, which was unsurprisingly a heavy inspiration for this movie, which is you know it doesn't stop letting out. It's a western, you guys. Mm. And he's watching the final scene from that film with her, which is the big mm. speech about like, uh, like the old generation is too kind of soaked in blood, start a new life, young child, go forward. And immediately I just started laughing. Like, That's the last scene of this movie, isn't it? That's exactly <laughs> what's going to happen. But the movie won up me. And instead of just having an exact parallel of that scene, she literally gives that speech that yeah. the character gave in that movie over Logan's grave. Yeah. I'm like, That's just terrible filmmaking. <laughs> yeah. Yeah kind of weird because yeah i mean people are kind of going oh it's such a great grown-up 
<laughs> I don't know, like, oh, you know, the comic book mm. movies have finally matured. matured. Look at all the swearing they have now. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. So what was all that came before that? If, if you're going to celebrate this one for doing, like, the big brave adult mm. thing, what about all the dozens of other movies that came before? Like... It's just kind of weird. Were you just waiting around for Wolverine <laughs> to get old? Like, I, I yeah. <laughs> Plus, Deadpool made money on no rating, so yeah. everyone kind of. But even like, I think you're gonna go that. Route. I think Deadpool actually was probably more mature than this, and that was full mm. of dick jokes. But like, it had stuff that was more progressive in terms okay. of like that Women's Day joke. I think it's kind of funny in Deadpool, and I don't know. There's, there's just nothing to Logan. I, I mm. it's one of those, like it doesn't happen much anymore where I watch a movie, especially like an, an action movie. I'm like I don't want to watch that again, but I don't want to watch that again. Mm. It was boring. Like yeah. it, if you got a half an hour of it, and maybe I can't, I'm not sure how you fix it. Like the screenplay, mm. I think from its inception is just too dull. It's too empty. Like it is yeah. just we're gonna make a western, so we're gonna just take all of the visual tropes of western. And some violence, mm. and that's the film. Like first class had more going on, fucking apocalypse had more <laughs> going on, like between its ears, and this did. I think I know you're a big champion of the first two X Men movies, which is fine. I think they're okay. I think that, that some of this has aged a bit badly for me, but mm. that's my own thing. But like those movies were trying to be about something. Like they're trying yeah, to be about. Yeah. I know the X Men though is a bit nebulous, right? About its civil rights or like LGBT stuff, mm. whatever. But it's like they're trying to be about something. There's yeah, some subtext yeah, there. Yeah. This is not nothing. It was just mm. here's Hugh Jackman with a convincing limp stabbing people and covered in blood yeah yeah that that limp actually really annoyed me after a while yeah <laughs> like he's just, I, it just kind of got into his i assume it was meant to get into his act into his fighting style that he like he looked kind oh, of yeah, chunky okay. and stuff yeah, yeah. but it was just like yeah we get it you're you're like you're old and your body's breaking down like do something else <laughs> i don't care anymore um was there anything about it that shocked you violence wise um mm. I mean, probably, but I can't really yeah. remember. <laughs> what are you? I know, like the very first time again, like you, that you see her just going to the town, and people are like, "Oh, that's yeah, pretty nice. yeah, yeah." But there's one bit when remember all that weird iPhone footage that the the helpful oh, nurse yeah. edited together at some point, uh, and it shows like a kid just jumping off a roof with death. Yeah. Like, wow, that's that's bleak. Mm. Um, though again, the question with that iPhone footage is: if she knew they were building a second Wolverine, why not just show the second Wolverine? Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, she showed everything else mm, <laughs> and like, in really good definition. Mm, as well. Yes, indeed. Uh, that she orchestrated that breakout and it's going to go action. Okay, yeah. now run. Yeah. <sighs> Stupid. I, uh, I did like though Richard E. Grant. I always like Richard E. Grant. He's always fun. I like that when he was in the middle of his giant villain monologue mm-hmm. that they just shot him in the head <laughs> and just cut it yeah, short. Yeah, it, was, it wasn't the worst thing they could have done. There was a nice subversion right. of that little <laughs> Yeah, uh, although he said the line that just annoyed me so much yes. which was he said um, you can't manage her rage you simply design it <laughs> oh you simply design oh, rage yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, just, I just designed some rage there yesterday um, yeah just that, that I don't know that that line just really stuck with me and just really annoyed me because it doesn't mean Didn't anything call that line. no of course it doesn't <laughs> <laughs> so, um, yeah. yeah so mm, I guess yeah so since it'll probably be you know October before you do the next one of these what are you looking forward to in the in the upcoming cinema uh, month or two uh, I don't know <laughs> you say things I'll try and think uh, well I'm quite <laughs> curious about Lady Macbeth uh, yeah. uh, I meant to see it at Adif and I missed it but it looks very good it's getting great reviews can't wait to see it mm. you see I watch good movies sometimes yeah. it's just, this is a bad couple of months <laughs> um, 
Also, Catfight, which I think I just missed for the second time, but it's out on Blu ray now. I'm looking forward to watching that one. Uh, it looks pretty good. Uh, Wonder Woman's obviously out next month. Mm. I have zero hopes for it being good, mm-hmm. but I really want it to be good, or at least not terrible. Uh, because if it does terribly, they will never give a female director any money ever again. Mm, yeah. And now there's a story seeping out about them not giving it marketing money, and it's being very undermarketed. And like that's that tracks. Sure, they can do that. Call it a failure and move on. Mm-hmm. Yeah, sad. But yeah, from the sounds of it, go see Transfiguration mm. and Torrent Fast Eight. <laughs> yes. Mm. And yeah, Guardians are right. Guardians okay. Yeah. See. See raw. Um, see Raw. Yeah, don't. Um... Did you see Elle actually? No, Me I really either. want to see that. Me too. Yes. I hear it's very provocative. <laughs> yeah, should we? Do... That should be our next. Let's review it now. Yes. I have not seen it. Uh... <laughs> no, we'll do a whole podcast on it next time. <laughs> well, I mean, apparently it's very open interpretation. Not open interpretation, mm. but like it, it's very much. It's intentionally wrong footing and it, okay. it, it doesn't want you to have a, an easy stance on whether or not it's like you know it's it, it's a pro rape or not basically uh, so yeah. we both come in with different opinions we have like a good long hour <laughs> about it and then yeah. not be friends afterwards so, <laughs> i'm discussing um, the merits of rape for an hour yeah um i kind of feel like if i was going to do that i'd also maybe watch uh, knock knock because as much as oh, i've heard yes. it's like just a misogynistic wasteland i've also heard some people being like it's the most misogynistic wasteland. <laughs> well, I've I've heard some people say it's like super. It's an incredibly genius satire, and people okay. are missing the points. I assume that is actually just a load of rubbish, and it <laughs> is a misogynistic wasteland. But hmm, I don't know. I'm I'm like my interest has been piqued. So the only person no that saw it was a former host Jonathan, and he described it to me. Particularly described some of the key scenes and. It sounds like it's a misogynistic wasteland. Okay, so that's fine. It might be, but I kind of <laughs> want to see it purely because of how you described it to me, and the ending in particular sounds really okay. funny, like not intentionally okay. funny, but do you recall Dexter's Lab? Yes. Do you recall an episode where his dad gets buried in the garden at one point up to his head? Oh, Something similar apparently okay. happens in this, and oh. I'm very curious now. Okay, yes. Uh, also, Keanu Reeves. Yeah. So... Yeah being maybe good okay this is a movie where i could see the kind of dopey <laughs> face thing working yeah. quite well i yeah. just think john wick doesn't make sense <laughs> he's meant to be a badass anyway mm. uh so that was us for yeah. the month of april come may slash maybe march and february <laughs> that's it yeah and then we just sort of started talking about talking other films we haven't seen glowing <laughs> yeah uh yeah so we'll probably see you hopefully within the next calendar year yeah uh, month. You'll pencil something in. <laughs> pencil something in. Uh, around Wonder Woman time, maybe, because I that'll be probably the next yeah. big one. I'll probably see it. So it's a big feminist. Yeah, yeah. Sarah, know, Sarah, it's you. You gotta see a feminist movie. I know. Yeah, yeah. I gotta support the. Gals. It's going to save feminism. <laughs> yes. Someone yes. actually posted a photo <laughs> of their ticket on Twitter of Guardians Two, mm-hmm. and it was just Guardians of the Gal because it cut out the rest mm. of it, and then they're like feminist jokes came from that. So yeah, okay. good times. Uh, <laughs> now we're talking about jokes we saw on Twitter. So it's gone to hell. (laughs) Goodbye. Bye.